New research is revealing that diabetes is far more complex than once thought. Now, doctors already know that traditionally, traditionally uh, the disease has been divided into two types, and not everybody fits so neatly into both categories. To talk a little bit more about the research that was uh, done and their discoveries, which happened actually in Sweden and Finland just recently, we're joined now by Dr. Jeremy Gilbert, who's an endocrinologist at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Kelly. I think we need to get caught up here uh, for the sake of the audience. What's the difference between type 1 and type 2 diabetes? Sure. So type 1 diabetes is a condition where the pancreas is not able to make insulin, uh, which brings down sugars. Type 2 diabetes is more of a heterogeneous condition consisting largely of insulin resistance and then the pancreas not making enough insulin to overcome that resistance. Okay, so not all patients fit neatly into these two categories. Why? Where's the where is the uh, you know, the missing link? Yeah, so you know, currently about 10% of people have type 1 diabetes and 90% of people have type 2 diabetes. So if you think about 90% uh, all falling in within one category, we experience uh, we realize that there are differences in how people develop complications of diabetes, how they interact with certain medications, and they don't fit neatly into necessarily one uh, big, huge group considered type 2 diabetes. So what this study did was they looked at dividing this group up into five clusters uh, to divide this type 1 and type 2 in a different way uh, that could be more individualized. So uh, the clusters, they've created five-tuned clusters, uh, five fine-tuned clusters, rather, or types of diabetes. These would um, be comprised of uh, the way uh, you uh, are affected and how treatment affects you. Is that correct? That is correct. So it's based upon different variables, like whether there's antibodies that attack the pancreas, the age at diagnosis, the BMI, which is like a measure of weight or obesity, um, insulin resistance levels, and their A1C, which is their average three-month sugar test. So this could be a real uh, breakthrough for people that need to be, you know, be treated for diabetes, but to uh, allow you to be treated uh, quickly and effectively. I think so. I think the way to look at it is it's not something that's necessarily new in terms of the biology and how the body works. It's just a new framework of how it can be categorized, and that can allow the patient and the healthcare provider to work better on a more individualized basis to address their concerns and to reduce the risk of complications uh, and to give them more appropriate treatment at the right time. I understand that the researchers in Sweden and Finland that were working on this, they uh, worked with uh, data from 14,000 plus patients in order to create these uh, five clusters or different types of diabetes. They discovered that different genes appear to be involved in each. What does that mean? Yeah, so um, there are different predispositions to developing type 1 and type 2 diabetes and now even into these five different uh, clusters uh, that exist. So uh, if genetic testing is done, that can help um, kind of put an individual into one particular cluster over another that may help thereby identify which medications they would respond to best, which complications they need to be screened for most, um, and therefore provide more individualized attention. This could lead to early treatments, I imagine. Earlier treatments and less complications, which is why it's so exciting.
All right. And I understand that now further research needs to be conducted. This is always the problem with research. You know, you, you, you think you're on a bit of a breakthrough and then there has to be more research. Uh, how can you utilize what uh, these researchers have said now? Can it be uh, put into some sort of practice or do we have to wait? No, I think I think it could still be uh, put into practice. Uh, the recent Diabetes Canada guidelines just came out uh, on April 9th, uh, just a few days ago. Um, and, uh, of course, individualization is really important. So um, I think that this is highlighted by this study as well. And further validation of the results needs to be done by other researchers and groups. I really appreciate your time today, Doctor. Oh, thank you very much, Kelly. Thank you for having me on your show. Thanks for joining us. Dr. Jeremy Gilbert, endocrinologist at Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center. It's interesting. Five new types of diabetes, not just two. So uh, hopefully this will help out with your treatment. I know a lot of people are dealing with diabetes or will deal with diabetes in their lifetime. So uh, a little bit of a, um, a, bit of a light uh, for you uh, around the corner.